Hello everybody, so welcome back to Coffee Protocol Podcast. This is your host, Baristan Bike. This following episode is the continuation of the previous episode that we did with Pranoy from Kerya Clue. Let's talk more about uh, the different things that he does, what his typical day at Kerya Clue looks like, what he does at the coffee side of it, and what are the plans that he has for Kerya Clue. Let's start. Okay, uh, coming to coming back to your introduction part. So you're a fifth generation uh, planter, as you say. So did it mean that you were pretty sure from the young, young pronoi that you're growing up that you know what I'm going to be continuing this? Nah, nah, no, no, no way, no way. <laughs> I, it, I, my brother and I, I have an older brother, Prashan. Um, we have always been very outdoorsy people. We've just grown up that way. We're very hands-on, never... We can't be indoors. We're just not wired that way. And so um, I don't think even if five years ago you told me I'd be doing this, I'd, I'd laugh with you because I'd, <laughs> I would have been in Sydney and chilling at the beach, yeah. you know, and um, making good money and yeah. odd jobs, playing football, doing all kinds of things, being able to travel and... But for me, it lacked meaning. My life was not... I was more than that. And I know I have a lot to give and apply myself to. And um, I think, yes, and what's cool, and I have to give a lot of credit to my dad in particular, was that he never for once, even when me getting into specialty or avocados, it's nothing came from him. It came from me being like, hey, I could do this. And mm. I think that's the beauty of it, to be able to like come to that decision yourself. Mm. And it came from... First curiosity, but then I'm not going to lie, like I wondered how life would be and life is lonely, life is quiet, life is, there's all these words I keep getting asked, but I don't agree with that entirely. I don't think you can have, you need, or you do have a lonely life. You could, I'm not saying everyone is like this, but there's so much to learn and the people forget that whether it's your staff, your managers, whatever it is, I learn from them. Correct. I learn a lot from them and Correct. it's often this wisdom that's been handed down to them which they're sharing with me, you right. know, and a lot of times if you look at certain things, whether it's again, grow, particularly growing, I'd say, um, and processing also, um, they have scientific backing mm -hmm. and we often tend to forget that. But um, yeah, for me, it's just about, it's like going to school yeah. and it just, it's a classroom. It's an endless class classroom where I'm like, wow. Okay, I learned something. And if I haven't learned something, I will open my laptop and do my utmost to find out about it. Yeah. I feel like, to be very honest, a lot of people don't. Yeah. And I'll be very honest. And it's not, I don't think it's, it frustrates me because I get asked a lot of questions. Hey, how do you ferment? Correct. And we've talked about yeah, this yeah, last yeah. few days and yeah. I just want to talk about it now a bit because um, you can find out Correct. if you really want to spend that time but that has to come from you and that's how it came for me i started i looked up honey processing on perfect daily grind Correct. that's where i started that's yeah. literally where i started i was yeah. like what does this mean yeah. am i handing honey to the coffee that's where i was Correct. at but i was like oh cool it's not it's just yeah. a mucilage and yeah. things like that and yeah. so yeah i don't know yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh, as you said i mean it's not something that you planned right from your younger times yeah. but something that eventually did come to you what did you do as your bachelor's like what did you study 
So I did a Bachelor of Science in Biology and Ecology. And so... Okay. So was it intended to be somehow connected to Career Clue? Or no, no. Exactly? Just because of my interest. Okay. The interest came from Career Clue. Like, okay. to be very honest, my interest in... Um, conservation in the environment in general came from fishing and we've been always been anglers or fishermen and we've fished on all our lakes we've gone to the Kaveri, we've gone to Tungabhadra, we've gone to the seas and I used to love fishing as a kid and yeah. same as I do now if I want to know so I used to buy these guidebooks and yeah. look up fish and look up how to catch them where they live what their scientific names were and <laughs> it sounds funny, but that's where the interest came from. That's yeah. where I was like, wow, I, I'm very curious about this. And that led to me being like, I don't think I'm a, I, I mean, I do think I am a, sci a science person. And I love science. I love biology in particular and geography. Uh, chemistry, not so much, but I had to sort of put, I had to get, <laughs> get by and <laughs> somehow hustle those marks. But yeah. um, that's what you got to do. And yeah. um yeah, no, it's, um, that was cool, very hands-on, very, um, again, outdoorsy in many ways. We had a lot of field excursions, a lot of research trips in Australia, um, where you'd go for a week and then spend it at a lake researching water bodies and mm. things. And so, um, yeah, it just added to this sort of curiosity, to this motivation to want to know more about the natural world. Correct. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I'm sure definitely that study does help you out here as well in some or the other way. Yeah, you? yeah, 100%, man. Most recently, I would say microbiology, mm -hmm. um, understanding ferments, and that has helped a lot. Mm -hmm. But over the last few years, um, botany. Botany's helped a lot. Yeah. And um, also like looking at anthropology and evolution and things. Yeah. I'm not an expert on it yeah. by any means, but... Um, I think it's important. It's very, very relevant to what we do and how we are and how we're Correct. adapting yeah. to different times. And so um, that it definitely helps. It just it gives you a broad foundation of knowing how to approach things mm -hmm. and also more than anything else, following the scientific procedure, which okay. I think is super important and still yeah. something I follow when I have an experiment. Okay. Now, uh, so when you had come back from Australia and you came back, to Bangalore or Chakmangalore and you took a couple of months for you to think what yeah. you wanted to do and when you finally said, okay, let me start with something here and there. Now, before that, Kira Clue, if I'm not wrong, uh, the the coffee that you guys produce, it was mostly commercial. Yeah. And then you wanted to start to get into the specialty side of it, yeah. right? So when you wanted to make this move, did you go inquire did you ask people around for help or like to understand or study or anything yeah um my dad is very close to a lot of planters um okay. specialty non-specialty tea growers rubber growers everything it's a that generation is very tight-knit in many ways and it's a great thing because mm -hmm. there's a lot of people who are a lot about sharing and tackling issues together and so um with his help his friends help his open-mindedness, I have to say, is the laid the foundation. Okay. Because without that, you can't achieve anything. And people have to remember that because you have to be very open to allowing for changes. Some kind of, yeah. And it's, I give him full credit to sort of being okay with me. This year, it's me running the show completely with the processing. Um, last year, it was still me and him. I still wasn't entirely sure about certain things, so I'd go to him for advice. 
go to others for advice. Um, but yeah, we made the shift. Um, last year was micro lots. Um, as you would have noticed, a lot of most roasters only bought micro lots apart from a few. Um, but I have no regrets. I have absolutely no regrets because doing those micro lots, I learned so, so much. I was able to understand and work with and also very closely ferment and then very closely process this okay. coffee, which okay. was on raised beds, sorted very carefully because they were small lots, mm -hmm. good cup scores, sustainably grown, mm -hmm. all of the things. And so now it's about upscaling and things like that. Okay. Yeah. So uh, was it easy to get a lot of information from people around? Yes and no. Overall, I'd say no. Um, there are certain people... I'm not about naming names and Fair. it's not yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, but I'm very grateful for a lot of people to be open to, um, first of all, sort of um, appreciating that I'm young and I'm very interested and very motivated. And I think there were definitely times where it could have fizzled out and I could have been like, you know what, screw this, yeah. I'm out, it's not for me. And uh, maybe I'll try again in five years Correct. when I'm 30 plus and... Um, ready to settle and things but I was like no like I can do this I I need to learn a lot for yeah. sure but I'm willing to put in that work yeah and so in several ways I would say also things could have been better and from my experience now as well where I don't have to ask that ask those questions or don't have to reach out as much I still do there's mm -hmm. a lot of things I don't know correct um, but maybe yes I think Overall, we can benefit from um, working together. Yeah. It's, it boggles me of, about how we don't. And it's we don't know our neighbors, someone 20 minutes away, what they're doing. Yeah. Where, like we see where their coffee is going or we hear it from someone. And now Instagram will tell us all about it. But right. I don't know, man. There's so many issues which I'm sure other people are facing that... And we think we're alone in this yeah. and not just in terms of practicality in terms of handling a pest or yeah. for example, recently we have had um, huge issues with porcupines with our pepper mm. and um, I'm sure there's others who are dealing with it, who have maybe dealt with it, but we don't know. Mm. We don't know and there's no governing body, there's no... <laughs> sort of association to bring people together. I mean, there are, there of course are, but um, that open-mindedness um, could be better because it's not, for me, it's about elevating Indian coffee and that's mainly it. And okay. I'm talk, I don't want to talk about pepper because that's a different thing. Okay. But um, Indian coffee, like for me, like you think about Colombia and you think about the phrase Colombian coffee, it just sticks together. It's Colombian coffee. It's... People know about it. Whether yeah. you drink coffee or not, you're like, okay, you know coffee from Colombia is great. That's Correct. what they're known for. Correct. We should get there. Correct. We should get there. Like Sri Lankan tea. You know, the world knows about Sri Lankan tea. Yes, marketing has been great, but like there's so much we, I would say, lack and it needs to come from sharing and mutually sort of tackling situations. Yeah. There's a lot of people who do want to help. Maybe their hands are tied. Um, yeah, it's a sticky situation and in a lot of ways, it's a shame that we've had to sort of be like, okay, I'll take this on myself. Okay. And, um, but to, to a lot of planters and big exporters credits, um, to that credit, they 
have been able to successfully do that they've yeah. been able to create these elaborate and intricate markets around the world whether it's north america europe australia mm-hmm. scandinavia where they have met roasters who appreciate the coffee appreciate the people they are and have been buying for decades and so okay. yeah i don't know i think work can be done but right now if it, i also feel that yes we can have do i mean it can be better but also we could possibly take it on, on ourselves our own, to do yeah, more yeah. just do more ourselves okay yeah now coming to the one of the aspect that you mentioned uh, how important or how you think was important uh, the role social media or instagram played for with karyaklu yeah. huge man yeah. <laughs> it's made karyaklu honestly like where was karyaklu before instagram and yes maybe the avocados was like what a mouth sort of thing <laughs> it was like a myth or a legend that, that these one kilo avocado is <laughs> growing in chikmagalur but um yeah man it's i feel like it's i'd like to think i don't want to give myself too much credit but like change the game in a sense where i'm all about sharing yeah. i am 100% about sharing um yes now there's certain things which i have invested a lot of time and effort into which i i think i would like people to do themselves and figure out for themselves but run of the mill things whether it's how we apply fertilizer Correct. whether how how we graft Correct. how we when we replant avocados i don't know why i love to show people because first of all i'm fascinated by it when i see people do it i'm like yo this is cool and yeah. i feel like if i find it interesting yeah. someone who's never seen this before will find it Definitely even more interesting, find it interesting. Yeah. So, i remember you you posted last last year or this year i don't know uh a a video on instagram your dad was uh, grafting yeah. two varieties of coffee yeah. or some something uh, arabica you... selection 6 on skion on uh, robusta seemed uh restock yeah. and then you're showing how the grafting is done and yeah. how you how you tie it up together yeah. and what to do or not to do yeah. i thought that was like amazing yeah. i mean and i'm sure there were be so many other people yeah, who are yeah, the yeah, same yeah. right like 100% cool and normally we think this only happens inside a lab somewhere yeah. where people are not allowed to go yeah. this is out uh, out right in the open and yeah. that, that was so cool yeah no that i for me again that was cool to me and yeah. my dad's been doing it his whole life like you walk around our mm. house as well and there's random grafts yeah. like next to our house there's a selection 6 on a liberica graft and mm. it's doing quite well and so that the idea be, that was this year actually during the lockdown it was in like april or may and we but just stuck in chikmagalur <laughs> so we were trying different things it was off season there wasn't really it was an avocado season pepper season was done and i don't know something like that i yeah. feel like could save a lot of people's estates perhaps you Correct. know because know. with the bora in particular like who knows uh, we don't know for sure we have it's still in a nursery we're going to replant them next year and set a specific block so we know that okay this is where it's going to be and two things are interesting in that one is how pest resistant and also fungal resistant and all kinds of things but then the second thing is the cup profile what is it going to taste like is it going to be a robusta or a liberica i mean a robusta and arabica and um we don't know yet I'm, there are grafts i've read about grafting being done in other parts of india i haven't tasted those coffees as mm. yet so um yeah i think it's very just interesting and so that people can other people can do it themselves So 
So let, uh, let me ask a very different question. Now everybody sees uh, what Kieran Hoklo is on Instagram. There's amazing photographs and and the kind of pictures that you put uh, with the sunsets or with the drying yards and, and the plants and the avocados and pomelos and all that. That's all, all Instagram. Everything looks amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us something that is be- <laughs> behind the scenes. Oh, man. Life is hard. Life is hard. It's... First of all, being young and in this is a challenge. Correct. People forget that. Yeah. It's like, okay, you're young, you're doing this, life is great. It is great at times. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it's crap all yeah. the time. And I I wouldn't be here if it was. Um, but it's not what you see. And I recently and overall in general, I do like to show the bad parts. I show experimental failures. Mm-hmm. I show when it rains. And yeah. that, I don't know, one lot of coffee which is out for dry is not going to be sold a specialty anymore and that's a big loss of money yeah. a big waste of time in many ways because you put in a lot of effort um but small things on the daily you know um like the other day uh a van broke down Correct. and we had 55 people to pick up yeah and that's not a joke that's yeah. a lot of people and you're wasting time it's a ticking time bomb literally in the sense that yeah, you, you saw the tractor had to go with the trailer and we had to send another jeep and get these people. They came in an hour late and so your picking is cut down and yeah. that's what you don't see. You know, you don't and on the daily on my phone, you've seen the internet, it's crap. <laughs> there's zero internet. It lies to you, man. It says four G but there's no four G. Oh, um, <laughs> I remember the I remember the, that that evening. When you're trying to fix that uh, geo yeah. thing on, man, I was like, it was, it was a scene to see because, I don't know, we didn't have internet and uh, Pranay, like, he opened up the uh, the geo dongle thing and he's like taking the picture, <laughs> copying the password, <laughs> it's better work. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah I didn't have stuff. internet for three weeks and it's frustrating because it's emails, it's a lot of things a lot of my interactions with roasters with people who are interested in what we do is over whatsapp now and um so it can get very frustrating and it's you're cut off from the outside world in several senses like netflix is not a thing you don't <laughs> you can't even try so it's star movies <laughs> and yeah good old days <laughs> and yeah so it's it's a slow life it's yeah. um it's in saying that, I would say it's very satisfactory. You yeah. s- at least for me, I set out with tasks for the day. Like today was me and you yeah. in the drying yard and Nataraj is out there now. And um, we know that today was just about sorting the coffee, raking the coffee, yeah. changing tables around if we need, checking moisture. And that's it. Five o'clock, you go home, have a cup of coffee, catch up on some work, probably go to Sunset Point to post <laughs> all my Instagram <laughs> posts that have been pending and yeah. I've been putting off. But... Yeah, no, it's it's hard and um, but I like the challenge. Yeah. I love the challenge. I think it's a man. pros and cons together. Yeah. Uh, but I think I think the pros are more valuable and more 100%. meaningful, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, uh, I mean, I don't know how to say it politically very correct, not politically, but diplomatically correct. But yeah, you know, most of us, um, most of us, including me, when we go to an estate, we stay there for a day or two. Yeah. We go there, uh, we go to the yard, you take some beans in your hand, take a picture, yeah. put it on Instagram. And yeah. It's all it's all flowery, it's all nice. Yeah. But when you stay somewhere for a longer period of time, see. I mean, yeah. it is it is a different ball game altogether. 100%. Not saying that it's sad, it's just that it's 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 definitely a lot of hard work. 
Uh, I mean, mentally and physically. Yeah. And I mean, uh, I see you, for example, I mean, you do a lot of work yourself, uh, not that you're just directing. And it is so cool. I mean, I, I remember talking about the different experiments that we want to do and we discuss it back at home and then we come here and then actually do it. And yeah. it's a very hands-on thing. Yeah. So that, I mean, so that is definitely very fulfilling, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, which is, again, different different farmers have different story. Yeah. I have two questions to ask. One is, why don't we see a lot of young farmers in the coffee industry? I think it wasn't appealing. Yeah. The lifestyle wasn't appealing. Cities, even up until now, I'd say maybe Corona has changed the dynamic because people are like, okay, fine. I, I can do this. Yeah, I can do this and it's probably a better life. Yeah. It took a while for people to get there. And um, it's it's a hard one because... There's different factors and every estate, <clears throat> every estate, some of them are owned, owned jointly by families. So there could be family issues. There yeah. could be all kinds of things. It could be uh, lack of funds. There could be anything really. They could just not get along with the staff. They maybe don't get along with something. And so overall, I would say to sort of summarize, but obviously there's exceptions to everything. The reason why I think young people don't um, or would rather not come back is... It wasn't interesting. Yeah. Coffee is interesting now. You know, it's yeah. blowing up and you could have your estate in Blue Tokai where you go for a coffee for a meeting or a job interview. And that is appealing to people. They're like, wow, cool. I can do this and my friends can go have a drink of my coffee. And um, But then again, the actual living on the plantation, running a plantation or getting towards running a plantation is... I think now a possibility and people are like, okay, maybe not a hundred percent. And I, I fully agree with that. You can't take the plunge and be like, I'm moving, setting yeah. up shop in Chikmagalur or Kurg or Karaikanal. And that's, it's not easy. Correct. You can't do that. It's not practical. Mentally it takes a toll on you. You have to go back to the city or wherever you're from, um, meet people, switch off. And that's the key for me now. I switch off, man. I take two, three months off a year. I have other interests. I have other passions. It's not just Kerayaklu. Kerayaklu is a part of me. I love football. I love all kinds of things and um, food and things like that. And so I want to pursue those things as well. And it might not carve a career out of it. I'd love love for it to be maybe like a side hustle of sorts. But like it's, yeah, the key is to sort of know that, okay, this is what I do. This is what I love. But it's okay being able to step step back and right. be like, cool. I don't want to know for a bit. And yeah. for me, that is the key. One month off, switch off, come back. And I know coffee harvest season is go, 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 go. It's four months of nonstop work every single day. And Correct. I need to switch off. I yeah. need to switch off before that. And yeah. so young planters, I would say, if I don't know if anyone's listening or want to know, I hope it doesn't come off as unsolicited advice, but it's, Take your time. Don't like get into it, but start off with curiosity. Yeah, slowly. Slowly. Ask yeah. questions, man. Always ask questions. Like, But in saying that, do your research. Sort of get your hands dirty. That's the only way you're going to learn. Hmm. And people around you, people who you think don't have this information, particularly your staff, your managers, your workers, they are very smart people. People yeah. forget that. People yeah. really forget that. And um, there's a lot to learn. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. 
Cool. Okay, so one of the questions that uh, a couple of people did ask me on Instagram when I, when I was posting that, you know, maybe we'll get a planter on board and have an episode. So they asked me, and, and definitely there's something I'm sure a lot of people would want to know. What does a typical day of Pranoy at Kerepo <laughs> looks like? It depends on the time of year. So let's say during harvest. Harvest is non-stop. Um, so you get up at what time? What do you do exactly? Just walk us through it. Uh, wake up at 7, 7.15. Um, catch up with emails, Instagram, all of those things. I recently been meditating, so I've been trying to meditate for 10 minutes a day. Have a cup of coffee and that is what I'm most looking forward to. Um, the AeroPress or the pour over in the morning is something that starts me off, mm-hmm. grind it fresh, have my breakfast after. Uh, Jeevan and Sadashiv, our writer and manager, they come in, uh, have a meeting at 7.45 on the dot. Uh, then they go back, they have breakfast, 8.30 we start work, we have attendance for the staff. I usually am not there for attendance, I'm just planning my day. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to come up here to the drying yard at 8, 8.15, especially if it's sunny, I want to get the tarpaulin off and get as much sun on these right now honey processed coffees. Even if it's an extra half hour, I can tell it's making a massive difference because mm-hmm. the sun is sharp at that point as well. I'm here, <clears throat> excuse me, where usually either pulping or if you've done naturals, where either taking the naturals out or the honeys out or putting, uh, checking all kinds of different parameters with the ferment tanks. Um, here till 11-ish, mm-hmm. um, 11, I head back, have a second cup of coffee. I usually lie down for like 10 minutes. Come back up here, um, lunch break for everyone is 12.30, so I'm back up here. And post-lunch is a little more chill, but pre-lunch it's usually again moving tables around, trying to figure out the next day's coffee, how the health looks, mm-hmm. um, note-taking, data. this year's about data-keeping. Um, it's I, I think I could do with a lot of analysis and <laughs> something we've been putting off these few days as well, <laughs> we have to do that, these Excel yeah. sheets. But yeah. it's important, man. Yeah. And... Um, 12.30, I head back for lunch, mm-hmm. chill for a bit, um, have lunch, uh, 1.15, 1.30, I'm back. Um, recently, I've been trying to spend at least half an hour a day where um, to see where the how people are harvesting. And uh, it's something my dad actually suggested to me. And I think it's true. One, yeah. to see the health of plants, yeah. uh, make mental notes about the selection, be like, how what does it look like? Check the bags that people have picked and filled what are the fruits like? Are there berry borer? Is there white stem borer? Is the coffee dry? What's the bricks like? All kinds of things. Um, also picking matters. Mm-hmm. So you need to see how they're picking. Are they baking branches? Are they leaving cherries on the plants? Are they circling the tree, circling the bushes? Are there any cherries in the ground? If they are, you have to pull them up because you have to set that bar. And it's not, for me, it's not red cherry, red cherry, red cherry. It's not about that. It's, it's a big plantation and yes, people have huge and bigger plantations, but for us, it's a big plantation and yes, you can get, you'd rather sometimes get 20 kilos of the perfectly red maroon cherry, but it's not always practical. It's not always practical. So yes. Okay. Anyway, so then we come back and um, head back again, check, finish up some work. 3.45, we start putting the tarpaulin sheets on um, if it's a bit overcast maybe sometimes a bit earlier 
Um, 4.15, 4.30, everyone comes in from the different plots with their daily harvest. Um, we segregate them according to selection, where okay. they've been picking, um, trying to identify the best piles mm-hmm. of coffee. I love to see how people pick. I'm always there for the weighing, although Sadashiv and um, Jeevan are physically weighing it and making notes. I'm always supervising because it's important to know who the good pickers are, where they were, what kind of yield you're getting from certain plots. Um, and then, yeah, then it's the ferments. We plan the ferments for that day, the next yeah. day, yeah. plan the next morning, um, again, go back to the totaling. Um, post six is quite chill. Um, harvest time sort of uh, coordinates with um, our busiest time with tourists. And mm-hmm. we have four cabins over here. And like you've seen, there's been a bunch of different groups over the last few weeks. And um, I've been enjoying that. Yeah. I've been enjoying that a lot. Very interesting people from different industries, <laughs> doing a lot of cool things, a lot of funny people as well. And um, But yeah, no, I love that. Yeah. I For me, that is... It's having new perspectives on things, on things you might take for granted. Okay. But there's things like I'd love to do like a coffee brewing session with mm-hmm. most guests if I have the time. and Because for me, it's like going to a vineyard and not trying the wine. I always Great. use this analogy. And yeah. for me, it's very important. If you come here, I would love for you to try the coffee. I would love for you to take a bag home free yeah. of charge. Yeah. Because it's that, not just that memory, but that product that you're going to brew every day. You're like, yeah. okay, great. I, I saw this being plucked. Correct. You know, and so if you get to taste that, that'll be even better. Exactly, nothing better than that. Exactly, yeah. it's that connection which has been so lost for so many mm-hmm. years, and so um, but yeah, easy evenings usually have a beer, set up the bonfire if the weather's okay. Um, early nights, um, again, yeah, start this sports. I watch a lot of football, so Saturday, Sunday, maybe Champions League, Europa League nights, mm. uh, midweek are late, but yeah, generally fairly early nights. Nice. Yeah. That that sums up a, a nice day. I mean, I don't, I don't see what's not good in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, having said that, I'm sure there'll be a lot of troubles as well. Yeah. Um, do you cook? I cook, man. Yeah. Now, I have another time. I yeah. don't want to cook right now, to be honest. I Cooking for me, I, I don't do recipes. I'm, I don't follow just recipes. Do it's what by you feel. Like, yeah. It's just completely Same. by feel. Maybe, okay, I could refer to a recipe to know that, okay, this amount of this. But then post that, I'm like, nah, like... <laughs> I just do my own yeah, thing. Yeah, I just do my own thing. And like, I I like to think that I have a very diverse palette in a mm-hmm. sense where I can mm-hmm. sort of figure out how to um, mix and match different ingredients and make okay. them work. And so, in the off season, I'm cooking a lot. <laughs> I'm cooking okay. a lot. Okay. At least one meal a day and it's usually a big meal um, okay. uh, that lasts me maybe if I make dinner it'll last me lunch the next day yeah. um, or desserts yeah. or banana bread which everyone did on Instagram <laughs> lockdown <special. laughs> but um, yeah generally yeah. generally overall when it's not busy I love cooking I yeah. love to with avocados and stuff it's about tasting them describing yeah. them because every avocado and the variety is different the pomelos are different and yeah. if I want if someone's going to be like hey how do I use this I want to have an answer because I don't want to be that guy being like, oh, I don't know, cut it up and see yourself. Yeah. And you don't know your stuff. Correct. You know, so yeah. One thing that you wish you had, uh, you you had access to um, while being at Kereklu that you do not. So one thing that you wish you had access to. Mm, maybe now that I've done one 
big season of shipments to coffees around uh, to roasters around India. Um, vacuum sealing grain pros. Okay. Um, now that I've seen how the logistics companies that we work with, how they work and handle coffees, it's unfortunate, man, because you spend a lot of time and effort in into first of all producing that coffee, processing that coffee. Okay. Then we pay for grain pros, we pay for jute bags, we get the jute bags uh, screen printed. This year I added another layer of plastic sacks which are reusable, got these no hook stickers, stitched it up, everything. But a lot of coffees, I have to admit, showed up um, with like small tears and that's simply because what happens is they they either use hooks to carry these sacks um, because they're too heavy to handle on your... And, like awkwardly shaped, you know, and yeah. so one guy can't carry it. Yeah. So two people will put two hooks in and just throw it on the ground and yeah. that pierces straight through the grain pro, you know, and so all the work you've done for moisture is gone. And so Mr. Patri again, I haven't seen the actual... Um, he has done the... Yeah, I think yeah. the only guy in India to do it. I think I saw, I remember when I visited him yeah. uh, in Bangalore, yeah. he was trying to do something with the smaller bags. Yeah. But he already does with the bigger lots that he sends out. Yeah, I think yeah. uh, Curious Life from Jaipur, they had posted pictures of... Everyone, um, all the roasters who bought from Ratnagiri, yeah. they got a vacuum the sealed. vacuum sealed. Yeah. Yeah. So he, it's 30 kilo grain pros which are vacuum sealed mm-hmm. and... Beautiful. They look really nice. They look like... Like blocks. Yeah. yeah. Like, first of all, it's rigid. It's like yeah. a brick, you know? Yeah. And then also, it's in these very neat boxes. Like a wine box almost. Yeah. It's like... Very tidy. It's and like then, an OCD thing. You know, exactly. it feels good. Yeah, but yeah. It just goes in properly yeah. and then you can stack them up uh, next to each other. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so, cool. it's cool. Um, I'd like that. But also, a, I'm working towards things about maybe doing it myself in a sense. Um. But apart from that, nothing. Like I was brewing equipment. Every time I make a bit of money, I bought, with your help and your <laughs> suggestions, uh, a small grinder. Correct. Now I have everything pretty yeah. much from yeah. the cupping equipment to sample trays to pour over Chemex and things. And that's what it is about. I think for me, you can also attain these things. It's not yeah. unattainable in a sense. But yeah, maybe that, that to answer your question, yeah. One thing that you would that you would wish you'd not had? One thing I wish I didn't have. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you. Sometimes it's it's going to sound like a weird answer, but so much coffee. Because yeah. when so much coffee comes in yeah. every single day, yeah. one to three tons a day is what yeah. we're getting now. Yeah. I want to process it all as specialty. <laughs> I want to give it my 100% and just be there and be there and be there. Yeah. But I know I can't. Yeah. And I know if I do, I would sort of... The the actual micro lots, which have been closely fermented, which have been closely processed, or even the larger lots now, would take a hit because they're not getting as much attention. So when I see these three-ton lots come in, I'm like, damn, I want to do this, this, and this. But yeah. it's not... I don't want to jump the gun. Correct. You know. So in that sense, it's I'm not... I don't want to sound spoiled or anything, but it's just more like, a, oh, damn, I wish I could. Oh, yeah. yeah, but... But you're restricting yourself. Like, yeah, I'm like... Hold God. your horses. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't, don't... Yeah, don't jump the gun. Just... Yeah. I, I feel like it's going to shoot myself in the foot if I try and do too much. Correct. I'd rather not because I know I won't do it well. Yeah. I'd rather do what I am with 110% and that's mm-hmm. it. Cool. Yeah. Great. So, yeah, I mean... 
great uh, so if you if you would want people yeah roasters and anybody to connect with you um, or for your know, something to do with career haklu what is the best way to do that uh my email is contact at kerehaklu.com okay. um instagram is at kerehaklu um super active on it um i reply to emails a few days late <laughs> that's just me and that's the internet it's not yeah. i'm not a bad person <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah no feel free to reach out i'm very open about things i get yeah. a lot of questions and i do the best of my ability if i can answer something or direct some someone towards some literature i'm more than happy to do that as well okay fair enough and if you if they if somebody had to book your cabins would uh, be the same mode of contact yeah so yeah, i would say first go to the website kerehaklu.com um all the details are there about stay about doing <laughs> all the faqs are there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> people don't read i don't know why <laughs> uh, but um yeah everything's there you can send an inquiry through um there's a contact tab mm-hmm. and um yeah it's my dad and i running the show and raju and bagya who work with us and so um you can book through that yeah yeah perfect cool anything else you would like to say as a closing comment or something like that no man show? i just i want to say like i appreciate you doing this because i feel like it's a step that we need we need this the education the information needs to evolve people yeah. are not one we're not reading as much we're consuming media consuming information in different ways yeah. um podcasts seem yeah. to work in several different ways because either you're driving either you're working from home either you're bring a cup of coffee and your earphones are yeah. you know the speakers are on and so um no i thank you for having me on this and um yeah i'm enjoying our time together at karaoke as well sure doing a lot of interesting stuff and a lot more interesting stuff to come <laughs> anyways thank you very much pranay once again to be uh, on this episode so this was uh, now i can say that it was a special two a two part episode uh, with pranay and uh, one last question why do you have a bengali name <laughs> <laughs> i don't know man i don't know people ask me this my brother's name is prashun which is also bengali, bengali. my dad's name is ajoy I really don't know. I think it's my grandparents and they like Bengali. We were not Bengali at all. Uh my god, I don't know. I guess my grandparents loved Bengali names. <laughs> great. But yeah, thanks for having me, man. Uh, great, great. And and that now, thank you. Bye. Have thank a good you. time. Thank you. See you guys. Ciao.